0: Hey, I'm Tara Saraban and you're listening to World's Dumbest Criminals. If you're keen to hear about the most ridiculous, bizarre and downright stupid criminals and crime stories in the world ever, you've come to the right place. In today's episode, you'll be hearing about a self-described bogan named Kyle who was legally banned from every pub, club and alcohol-selling establishment in Western Australia after a run-in with a bouncer. I'll be chatting with Kyle about the incident that went viral and what the aftermath has been like for him. It may well prove to be the most Aussie interview ever. Alrighty, let's get cracking. On September 11th last year, -year 20-year-old Kyle Ferguson went out for drinks in Perth to celebrate a mate's birthday. He told the media a security guy said he wouldn't let him into a club because his ID had a chip in it and because he was dressed like a fucking redneck. Rather than give Kyle his wallet back and send him on his way, the security guy chucked it across the street and asked him, What are you going to do about it? In response, Kyle threw a punch at the bouncer, which he recognises in hindsight was not the best way to handle the situation. Soon afterwards, Kyle received a legal document in the mail stating that he was banned from every alcohol-selling establishment in the entire state of Western Australia. He made a TikTok about receiving the ban, which immediately went viral. News Networks rushed to interview Kyle, resulting in Aussie-as soundbites like this one.
1: Um, well, what basically happened was yesterday I got a survey in the mail that's telling me oh, I'm being from basically every pub, club, we have all the stagemen here in WA for about a year, which is, I think is kind of un-Australian, to be honest. I'm being from everywhere. Um, thank you, WA Police. I threw the first punch... To be honest, I did muck up. It was my own mistake. But I don't think a ban for a year for every pub in a, um, WA is fair. I'll call that just an abuse of power. Uh, someone most probably does not like me in the higher-ups of uh, WA police. Or most probably married uh, their daughter or something. Or, yeah.
0: While I was researching this story, I came across another TikTok where Kyle talked about receiving death threats and a bunch of hate after his antics reached the headlines. Initially, I found that surprising, but then I remembered what a toxic shithole full of anonymous hate the internet can be. So rather than just me talking about the case, I reached out to Kyle through TikTok to see if he'd be interested in coming on the podcast to have a chat about the incident and what the aftermath has been like for him. It turns out Kyle is a good sport and he was up for it. Now, because the internet is a vast wasteland heavily populated by cowards hiding behind their usernames to spread unnecessary rage throughout the world in the hopes of feeling better about themselves, I should make it clear that I don't condone violence. And Kyle was not charged with any kind of assault. Let's have a listen. Hey Kyle, welcome to the show. There you go. I'm pretty good. How are you doing?
1: Oh, you know, still can't drink at the pub, so who knows?
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, we're going to get into that. I talk about a lot of people who've gone viral, but I don't actually get a chance to talk to them usually. So I'm really glad that you're coming on the show. Thanks so much for that. Ah, It's all good. So you have a TikTok account, at KyleTheCowboyFerguson. Tell us a little bit about that,
1: please. I originally started making TikToks just for the fun of it, really. Yeah, it just blew up, and then I started making videos, and then she just went viral for a bit.
0: Yeah. So, did you go viral before the incident of which we will speak, or or has that been the main one?
1: No, that's that's the one that's really blown it up. That's the one that's got the most views and the most people ever added me.
0: Last year, you posted a video about being banned from every alcohol serving establishment in Western Australia. Yeah. How many views did that rack up? You reckon?
1: Well, when I last looked at it, before it got deleted from YouTube itself, uh, I mean TikTok itself, it had about 800,000, 900,000. Wow.
0: Were you uh, surprised by that?
1: Honestly, yeah. Well, I just uploaded it thinking it'd be funny and I've never got the band, never seen the band before and never heard of anyone else having it. And I, so I uploaded it and yeah, it just blew off like a skyrocket.
0: So can you tell the listeners a bit about what the incident was that caused you to be banned from everywhere that sells alcohol in WA, including restaurants, casinos and bottle shops? I didn't realise it was bottle shops too because, like, I was like, ah, screw it, he can just grab something and drink somewhere else. But bottle shops as well,
1: dude. Oh, bottle shops, man. I'm I'm basically being pretty much, I can't even go to a radio without getting asked if I'm drinking or not. So I can't go to a rodeo burnout comp. Pretty much any entertainment venue that serves the alcohol, I'm not allowed to go.
0: Oh, and you strike me as someone who quite likes the rodeo and a burnout comp.
1: Oh yeah. Well I'm I'm technically sitting in a skid car right now talking in <laughs> an interview, so yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
0: so tell us about what happened um that caused you to get banned.
1: Well, we went out that night, it was my, one of my friend's birthdays and he's he's an Irish fellow, he's a backpacker. So we've gone out, we've had three drinks at one pub and as I've walked into this place, uh, my ID had a chip in it at the time so it had a big like fuck off crack in it.
0: Ah, uh, Your ID, so your ID looked, like didn't look right?
1: Didn't look right. Okay. Because um, I'm from New South Wales originally and my all my IDs are still New South Wales. It's quite hard when you're in WA to go get that, you know, fixed. So I just left it for a while. It always worked. I've normally been allowed into pretty much any club I got into. And the bouncers looked at it, pulled me off to the side. He's had a chat to me. Uh, Then he goes, he starts arcing up and goes, you need to fuck off. And I said, mate, look, just give me back my wallet and ID and I'll be happy and I'll just leave you alone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he yeets it across the road and he says, "What you gonna do about it?" And uh, the most reasonable him of my time was to punch him in the face. Uh oh. Because I didn't like, I didn't like him fucking chucking me wallet across the road. Because I, oh, I thought of it as a bit rude. <laughs> and as I've gone to hit him, ten blokes have punched on with me. I've just been knocked out once. I've got back up to go again. I get uh, pushed over to the side of the road where the security there have tried to chuck me into a moving vehicle. Uh, And after that, I was slammed to the ground until the cops were there and I went to the cop shop. I spent about 20 minutes in the cop shop and they sent me off to hospital with bleeding coming out of the ear and fractures. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Dude, okay, um, that's not something that uh that I read about when I was researching this. That's pretty bloody intense. No, nah. I gotta ask, did you did you connect with the bouncer?
1: Well, I did say on the news that I didn't, but yeah, I, I did connect with him. I just wanted to make sure that I wouldn't get in any more trouble during the court dates.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. So, do you have any regrets about that at this point?
1: Oh, look, I do regret not, not walking away um I'd still be allowed to drink I do still drink it's easy to drink um (laughs) damn straight but yeah I just miss going to the pubs to be honest the atmosphere of it all
0: and now that TikTok that you made um that that went viral uh talking about this experience and and you reading out the notice you received about how you'd been banned from all the pubs and just anywhere that sells alcohol um that's been taken down now why is that
1: uh it got taken down originally um after it was posted up. Um the reason for that is is TikTok's decision, not mine. I would have left it up there because it's pretty funny. But TikTok took it down for something of personal issues and bullying, which is a normal thing for TikTok at this point in time. Oh okay. You see a trending yeah. Uh,
0: 'cause cuz I do I run Facebook groups and there's a lot of um oh, just really ridiculous stuff where they say that you're um I don't know, promoting hate speech, and it's like a picture of a cat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right, okay. Is that TikTok's version is the bullying stuff?
1: Uh, Yeah, I guess so, but I wasn't bullying anyone. I was just bullying myself, basically.
0: Yeah, because I saw that. You were kind of, you know, just going what the fuck and sort of laughing about how how intense it was to be someone who's been kicked out of (laughs) fucking everywhere.
1: Yeah, well, I've never seen it before in my life, and I'm only 20, so... Someone older than me could have had this before me or something like that, but I just found it pretty funny.
0: Yeah, I read that there's like 145 people who had it last year, but you're the only one that's really kind of made the news for it. Or yeah. Or at least got on my radar. And um, So you were actually charged with failing to leave a premises and fighting in public. So are those charges still pending?
1: No, I, I got a spent conviction on it, thank you to my lawyers. Shout out to those blokes. They are really good people. Um, We tried to get CCTV from the night, from the nightclub's perspective, so it could show them what they actually did before the cops rocked up. But all that footage was deleted before we could get it into the courtroom.
0: Oh, that's a little bit suspicious.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought too. But, you know, apparently they never keep recordings of the night's.
0: Oh, okay, so I know some places they, like, re-record over them, but it's generally, like, several days later.
1: Yeah, it took me three to four months to try and get the video footage and then oh. they said they, there was none.
0: Okay, no, that, that does make sense, actually. Yeah. You posted another TikTok uh, later on about how you've copped a bunch of shit from people um, since going viral. Oh. And, and you even got death threats. Like, what the fuck, man? What were people saying to you?
1: I got I got death threats from bar staff, station hands, farmers. I have this one big bloke, Jock McQueen. There's no hate to that bloke, to be honest. I, I watch his videos all the time. He's always been a good influence under my book. He just told me I shouldn't have said the shit I said. Other stuff like that. It's it's just bullshit, to be honest. Um, I didn't like the death threats coming from it. I thought it was just a bit petty. I'm just only 20 and people got to remember I'm a young gun, so we are pretty stupid.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I get it. But um, I don't recall you actually saying anything really bad in that video. What were they objecting to?
1: Uh, apparently I... I've made a fool with the farming community in general and this is what everyone thinks that farmers now look like. Oh, okay. Well, I never stated to Channel 7 or Channel 10 or Channel 9 that I was a farmer. Um, I'm actually a station hand for cattle stations. Yeah. So I'm just a shit kicker on the end of the list.
0: Oh, okay. But you've, you've brought the, all the, the the entire industry into disrepute, huh?
1: Yeah, apparently so.
0: Well, that makes you pretty important, I guess.
1: (laughs) Oh, apparently so. I just want to get back into station work. I haven't done station work now for about a year, and it's quite sad, actually, that I can't go back to the job I really love to do, which is working with cattle and farming because of a stupid thing I said over the news, which I don't regret because I got to see some of the most famous people I've ever known in my life. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's what I was going to say. So it's a mixed bag, this going viral thing, huh?
1: Yeah, there's, there's a downside and upside to everything. There's consequences for your actions and, well, I don't know. I don't know how long it would take me to get back onto the station, but there's a lot of people out there telling me if I ever rocked up to work on their station that they will shoot me.
0: What the fuck? See, that seems like a bit of an, an overreaction maybe.
1: Maybe, but because I did say I most probably fucked the commissioner's daughter on more TV, that's a thing.
0: Okay, see, I thought you were joking and saying the way people were reacting, it's as though you'd done that, not that you'd actually done that.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs>
0: did you say that you'd actually done that? Because, all, right, so, all right, this is starting to make a little bit more sense now, Kyle.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did say that. Um
0: Oh, okay. And uh, do you regret yeah. saying that maybe?
1: That, yeah, I, I 100% regret <laughs> saying that. That's for sure.
0: If you hadn't said that, do you reckon you'd be copying all this shit and you would have been, a, a, like, fired and stuff?
1: Um, don't know, really, to be honest. I can't say for everyone out there. There's always people that have, like, there's a shit tonne of people on the internet that agree with me. Think I'm a legend for it, but there's also a ton of other people that want me dead. So it's a mixed breed. It's a mixed breed, and even if I did say that, didn't say that, there'd still be people out there hating me
0: how do you keep going doing like because I get a decent amount of hate nothing like that although I have been told that I deserve to have my voice box removed because someone didn't like an episode of my other podcast um which I thought was like mate maybe just don't listen to it you know like maybe just turn it off um so sorry I've lost my fucking point now (laughs) Oh, yeah, so in terms of, like, getting all that hate and that sort of thing, like, how do you deal with that and keep posting videos and things and keep having what seems like a pretty positive attitude? It doesn't put you off or make you, like, worried that someone's going to actually do something?
1: Do something? Um, Not really, eh? like, where I live at the moment, we've got crowbars at the front door. Honestly, I'm not scared of people. Like, if they try and dox me online, that's fine. They can come to my house. Let's just say they won't. They won't leave easily. They'll leave in the back of a cop car.
0: Okay, I thought you were gonna go somewhere else with that, but no. All right, that's okay. no, no, no.
1: <laughs> I can't own legally own guns anymore. Um, because I'm not in New South Wales. So yeah, even if I had guns, I wouldn't go that far to point one at someone to tell them to get off the property. Um, at the end of the day, I'm actually a nice person. When like all my mates and stuff in real life, they love. We all love each other and shit like that. Just people take it a step too far sometimes. I don't don't let their their hate get to me, really.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, you know, good on you because there's so much of it out there. So much of it.
1: So much hate.
0: Um, So what do you folks reckon about all of this?
1: <laughs> Who do you want to start off with, Dad or Mum?
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know. What, do they feel differently? Is one of them a fan and one of them's like, "Well, you shouldn't have done that." The other one's like, "Do it again." I don't know. Do they do they feel similarly
1: or a <laughs> little bit similarly? Or Mum, Mum thinks I'm a fucking total, uh fuckhead for it. Yeah, uh, I remember the day she saw me on the news. She's ring me up and goes, "What the fuck, girl? What are you doing on there? You're an idiot. You need to get that taken down." I'm like, it's just streamed over to 25 million people in Australia. How am I supposed to get them to take it down off the news?
0: Yeah, I don't think they'd uh, they'd be into that.
1: And Dad drives interstate trucks. He drives to Wickham Transport. I gave him a call a couple of months ago. We don't speak much. And he said, oh, I saw you on the news a couple of months back. Go, yeah, what did you think about it? And he goes, you're a fucking legend for it, but you're also <laughs> a dumb cunt. <laughs> That's his exact words too.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. That that might be the Aussiest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So now um, what do you do for fun now that you're not allowed to go where most people your age would go on, you know, Friday, Saturday nights and stuff like that?
1: Oh, I never really went to the clubs beforehand anyways. I'm more of a pub person.
0: Yeah, but you can't go to them either, can you?
1: Oh legally legally yes. Uh legally no I can't go, but illegally, uh, they can't stop me. So I have to post my face all over every pub and club in the state of WA, which they haven't yet. Yet. I've been to yet. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to more bolos and alcohol establishments here since I've been banned than I was without the ban.
0: Okay. That
1: hasn't stopped me at all.
0: Uh, and you you haven't had to like you know dress up like a, a like a a sixty year old man with like a big bushy like blonde wig or something and no. disguise yourself.
1: No, I remember uh, we had a Christmas party in uh, Northbridge near where the incident actually happened, and I've walked in with my mate, and he, me, and him are both station hands, and it's just for a uh, Christmas party. So we've gone in and the Secchies have looked at me and gone, aren't you the bloke that's got banned off the news? And I was like, yeah, I am. And they go, mate, we honestly don't care. Go in, enjoy yourself, have a good night, man.
0: Are you worried that telling me that, like if I put that out there, are you worried that that might come back and bite you in the ass though?
1: Not really because how can they prove it?
0: Because well, he's oh, okay, so you could say I was just lying to seem cool,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: okay, all right,
1: but no, I, I would never, I would never dog those Seki's names in or the name of the pub. But yeah, I've been to multiple. they there doesn't stop me, really. It's just a made up law, I think.
0: And um, just for the listeners, uh, Seki, you mean like guys working security or people working security, yeah.
1: Yeah, security or events manager, whatever they're called. Uh, I go by Saki because that's what Dad used to call him. Okay.
0: What do you reckon in terms of the good and the bad and everything that's happened since you went viral? Do you think it's more positive or negative?
1: Oh, look, I think it's both par and par with it. I well, I've got to meet Isaac Butterfield. Oh, I've got to meet other people as well. People have come out out of the streets to shake me hand, but also on the downside is I've been yelled at in the street for it. So, I'd say it's been par on par with each other, but I honestly wouldn't let it keep me down.
0: That's a good attitude to have. Anything else you want to talk about?
1: Oh, um well, we could talk about me, mates, if you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this pub thing's just been weird, and the boys have always had me back for it. Um, especially shout out to one of my mates, uh, fucking KBM for uh, detailing, he's out of Brizzy, he's a mad cunt. Um, they've <laughs> shouted out me uh, for a free job if I want it, okay, up there in Brisbane. Yeah, I've been offered a lot of jobs actually, just because of it, but not any that I've wanted to do in life really, like farming and stuff like that. That's something I can't get back into it for a while because most of the farmers hate.
0: Even in other states, like it's really, it's like the whole country, all the farmers, yeah. have joined together in their
1: hatred of you. Well, that's what people say.
0: Oh, you know what? If you bring in people together, Kyle. <laughs>
1: Mate, I just want to work back on a farm again.
0: (laughs) So how are you going to do that? Like, do you have a conviction? Are you able to, is that going to affect if you wanted to go overseas?
1: Oh, no. So what happened was a suspension conviction. So that means the only records ever come up is for court only. Okay. And I had to pay a $1,342 fine. That was about it.
0: Okay. So what are you planning on doing doing next um particularly in wanting to get back into farm work pretty sad that you're not able to do that right now since you have such a passion for it
1: oh i love it it's it's a great gig what me and the boys here were thinking is we're gonna start more getting into youtube ah so we built we've got skid cars galore here we've got about we've got this one which is a vx i'm sitting in we've got an au a VN and an old Rover burnout car. What we are thinking was just start getting into YouTube and just building cars.
0: Okay, that sounds like a good plan.
1: Yeah. Well, we figured out if we can make the money from it, we can buy our own farm and then tell everyone else to get fucked.
0: (laughs) That is the perfect note to end the interview on. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the show. No, you're all good. To finish up, I have a few punchline crimes for you. These are short cases that sound more like jokes than something that really happened. African grey parrots love talking and are renowned for their ability to mimic people's speech, which has got a mouthy bird named Rocco in trouble a few times now. Rocco used to live at the National Animal Welfare Trust Sanctuary in Berkshire until his potty mouth got him kicked out. The staff there were worried that his swearing might upset visitors to the sanctuary. (laughs) But if you're anything like me, it would have been an attraction, not a drawback. And in Rocco's defence, he was only repeating words he'd heard. I mean, maybe if members of staff were secretly going around talking about what arseholes and fuckheads people were, is it any wonder that Rocco followed suit? I'm sensing a cover-up here. (laughs) There is absolutely no evidence to suggest that the staff were in fact swearing about people. Rocco could have picked up that language somewhere else. No lawsuits, please. (laughs) A kind employee of the Sanctuary, named Marion, brought Rocco home to live with her in Oxfordshire. Once there, he struck up a friendship with the voice-activated personal assistant, Alexa. Not only would she engage in conversations with Rocco, but she'd also play the music he requested. Apparently his favourite band is Kings of Leon. (laughs) Marion told the Daily Mail... Oh, they chat away to each other all day. Often I come in and there’s music playing. But there’s a bird and robot friendship has a downside. Possibly just trying to tell Alexa about his favorite things, Rocco ended up ordering a bunch of stuff from Amazon including watermelons, raisins, broccoli and ice cream, as well as a light bulb, and a kite. Maybe he likes doing science experiments as well as eating. Marion told the media how surprised she was when he first did this and said, I have to check the shopping list when I come in from work and cancel all the items he's ordered. Despite his shopaholic tendencies and penchant for credit card fraud, Marion reckons Rocco is a lovely boy. She said, Oh, I've come home before and he has romantic music playing. He loves to dance and has the sweetest personality. Oh, come on, Marion. Let the sweet, sweary little fucker have his watermelons. 440, you clear the termination of the following. Yes, and 1139. The owner of Stargate Pizza in Delaware was shutting up shop for the night at around 10.30pm on July 10th, 2020. As he was locking up the business with a piping hot pizza in one hand to take home, a man wielded a machete at him and demanded money. The shop owner told the armed thief that he didn't have any money on him, but that didn't deter the bad guy. So the owner threw the pizza at him, You'd think in a bizarro game of rock-scissors-paper like this that machete would beat pizza, but that just wasn't the case. The would-be robber turned tail and ran from the scene before jumping into a getaway car and speeding off into the night. It's just like the old saying goes, don't bring a machete to a pizza fight. Palawan in the Philippines is a popular tourist destination due to its white sandy beaches, clear blue waters and stunning array of marine life. It also seems to be the best place in the whole world to get arrested. In April last year, Palawan's most wanted man, Alan de Los Angeles, was apprehended by the Altavas Municipal Police. He'd been on the run since 1996 after being charged with illegal possession of firearms and attempted murder. Allen, who was nabbed on his 45th birthday, didn't resist arrest and immediately confessed to the crimes. I'm not sure if it was because Allen was such a big fish, so compliant, or if they do this for everyone. But once the police discovered it was his birthday, they went out of their way to make his day special for him. Now, they didn't go so far as to release him without charge, but they did surprise him with a birthday cake. It was a big, fancy chocolate cake with happy 45th birthday, Alan, from Altavis Municipal Police written on it in icing. (laughs) The officer in charge of the Altavis Municipal Police Station told the Manila Bulletin, We had no idea that it was his birthday. After we learned that it was his birthday, we chipped in some money to buy a cake for him. We gave it to him and he was very thankful. The cake was shared here in celebration of his birthday. (laughs) So yeah, don't commit a crime and get arrested on your birthday. But if you do commit a crime and get arrested on your birthday, make sure you do it in Palawan. This brings me to the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you want to stay up to date with all future episodes. And if you dug what you heard, please leave a review. If you'd like to support this independent as fuck podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash world's dumbest criminals. All levels get access to monthly bonus episodes and ad free episodes and higher levels also receive some merch. I'd like to thank Tracy Garner and Fairy Princess Kitty for coming on board as patrons this month. Thanks so much for your support. If you're up for some more Dumb Criminals action in your life, you could follow me on Twitter at WD Pod and Instagram at World's Dumbest Criminals Podcast. Or you could join our World's Dumbest Criminals Podcast Facebook group. And thanks to the esteemed Lorraine Ledwell for running the group with me. Till next time, look after yourself, stay out of trouble, and whatever you do, don't commit a crime that makes you end up on this podcast.